Welcome back to the Trade Love Podcast. As always, we are just uh, completely tickled pink and so happy that you've chosen to carve out some time in your day to inject us into your lives, to inject us into your consciousness, to listen to our words as we do our best to try and uh, uh, help you through this, uh, you know, weird thing called life. Provide some insight, provide some awareness, uh, see what we can do, you know? Yeah, provide some guidance. Uh, providing, uh, you know, providing that, uh, that, um, I don't know where I'm going with this right now. It's okay. <laughs> Just keep going. Awareness, man. Awareness. It's all about awareness. You know what I was thinking about actually? Don't necessarily have. Yeah. So that's, that's just it. I was thinking about this actually a little bit earlier, uh, last week. So I don't know if you can really necessarily help someone have more awareness, but I think what you can do is you can help someone be more aware and then they can take that to use in their own awareness. Does that make sense? Am it, I kind of just like no, dancing no, around it, words? It, it does make sense, man. And I think that, you know, you bring up an interesting point. And I'm, I'm glad we're starting off the episode this way because I'm, I'm such a huge proponent of self-awareness. And it just, it, it bothers me sometimes when I see people that are obviously unaware of the way that they're acting. Whether it's, like I, 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 I encounter a lot of conversation vampires. I don't know if you know what that is, Jim. Somebody that just kind of sucks all the life out of a conversation by completely dominating it with their words and none of the listening. Yeah. So it's, so for me, it's kind of like, okay, well, this person is, is completely lacking in self-awareness that they don't realize that all they're doing is talking right now and not listening at all. Mm -hmm. So how do you say to that person? I mean, like you, you, you can bring awareness to them by bringing them aware of that moment and saying, Hey, um, I don't know what you would say. I, do you want to maybe try listening more? Like, I don't, I don't know how to kind of broach that in a, in a good way. I think that, and I think that we told this story before on the podcast, but you had a really good example once upon a time where you were hanging out with someone. I don't know if it was a coworker or a friend. And this is somebody, I don't know if they were always complaining or if it was just within this one moment yeah, yeah. where you guys were out for lunch or having a coffee and it was just nonstop. It was my kids suck, my wife, my job, my yeah. this and this and this and that. And you paused and you touched him on the shoulder and you said, tell me something good. Yeah, I remember that. And I think that that's such a wonderful example of being able to kind of bring some sort of awareness into that moment. You know, and maybe he did take that pause and think, holy shit, I didn't realize I was being that negative. I didn't realize it. I didn't have the awareness. Yeah, I, it's true. And I think that's just really a bit like I think that's a big fundamental uh improving a point yeah. for everybody right because i think about that and i was thinking about it a while like i was saying how how do you how do we increase awareness you can mm-hmm. it's it's sort of a little bit of a circular thing because if you're not aware of something how do you increase your awareness yeah, you need the, out, <laughs> you need outside help right yes. to to become aware or be made aware of something yes so how do we do that how do we help each other do that and that's why it sort of led me down this, I don't know, theory, if you want to call it, or idea of saying, well, you can you can assist someone to be aware, mm-hmm. but then it's really their responsibility thereafter if they want to say, well, I'm going to accept that into my awareness. Absolutely. But even then, I mean, now you're relying upon that person's own faculties. And that's, uh, I don't know, even that's a tough proposition because I'm I'm certain that I'm guilty of that, right? Or... Or maybe what even happens is that you are made aware of something, but you disagree with it. Yeah, that's I mean, and, that, and that's an interesting point too, man. Because there's a lot of people that 
yeah, they, they don't have the ability to accept the, the, that help or that, you know, like, I mean, that the, the good example that we just gave there, that person can either say, you know what, I didn't realize I was being that negative or wow, Jim's a real fucking asshole for bringing that up and yeah. just kind of carry on their merry way or just living their wife the way that they're living. Uh, you, but you, you really have to do rely on someone to be able to kind of help themselves yeah. at some point. Right. I mean, like you said, you can do a little bit of hand holding and extend that olive branch, but at some point you need to say to yourself, look, I'm going to take control of my own life here and make some improvements. Like you, you have to give the person that, that, that opportunity or, or rely on them to make some sort of self-improvement there. You just have to, it's gotta be on you. Yeah. And I think it really does work that way. Actually come to think of it. I it just, the, the leading by example thing, it just, yeah. I mean, there can be outward assisting of awareness, but I think that really leading and living by example is when people don't expect the reaction or the response or whatever it might be, mm-hmm. but, but, by by not expect, I mean, in a good way, they're not expecting because let's say, for example, you don't get upset about something or you don't get angry on the road or you wish to discuss something and communicate and find a, a productive solution to something. That confuses people also sometimes because they are probably anticipating the same response that they would have. Maybe something that irritates them or frustrates them. And then when you don't show the same emotion, Again, it's confusing and maybe even that helps for a person to say, well, how come this person is calm about it and, mm-hmm. and has this approach and when I don't feel the same way? I, I don't know. I just I think all of those little things um, really add up and, and really help. Yeah. Well, I mean, hey, look, speaking about not being calm and uh, maybe, uh, you know, uh, uh, stepping outside of uh, your own self-awareness for a moment and doing things that you might regret, uh, Will Smith bitch slapped Chris Rock back to the shadow realm yesterday at the Oscars. <laughs> the I don't realm. know. I don't know if you had an opportunity to see that, Jim, but yeah. I, I, I couldn't necess- I couldn't really believe my eyes. And I mean, this is this is kind of a good example of someone who I think is uh you know, I don't think Will Smith is a bad person. I think that this is someone who probably has a lot of self awareness, um, who unfortunately made a a, a very yeah bad decision i mean in front of well the entire world to a certain degree yeah. even if you didn't watch it live i'm sure that you've seen it on social media somewhere but um i kind of think truthfully i kind of think these things are good that they happen okay so tell me why because it was absolutely bonkers what happened totally bonkers for sure yeah but what happens i hope or i think is that people see something like that mm-hmm. they're just completely mind boggled that such a thing would occur and it's a very good example of what not to do about not being in control not being aware yes because think of how many people's jaws and that was dropped. A very emotional response as well right? yeah I mean, exactly that was based probably purely on emotion yeah to be and here's you. and here's the other thing just because you have an emotion that doesn't mean you should be feeling it uh-huh Okay. Yeah. I, because I believe, it, because I believe it is your that. choice after all, it right? Is. Whether or not you want to. Yeah. I believe in that completely. I agree with Just you. Just because you have an emotion, that doesn't mean you should. Yeah. You should. It's right that you should be feeling it or you, you should be feeling it. Well, your emotions don't control you. You control them, right? Yeah. I mean, in this day, instance, that wasn't the case. Absolutely not. And I kind of think about how many people's jaws drop to that and they would be like, I would never fucking do something like that. 
And you're like, but have you done something similar in life? Who's right. to say? Right. I don't know, right? Yes. And so maybe it just helps this sort of little bit of awareness of people to think, well, I'm not going to do that. I wouldn't do that. Or look at how, look at how bad that energy is. Or look mm-hmm. at how mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's just it. It sort of screams that for whatever reason, that person there's more there. Right. You right. Because right. for all intents and purposes, really, anyone should be able to say, like anyone, for example could say anything to the Buddha and the Buddha would just sit there Mm. and not even take it. Right. But he would just allow that to happen because he's not allowing it to happen to him. Right. Just like that whole non-resistance idea. Right. Yeah. And that's obviously gold standard, Mm -hmm. but you see something like what had happened there and that whole thing just, it's, it's crazy. Like to get up and walk whatever the distance was to, (laughs) To do that and then to just go sit back down and... Okay, that's actually an interesting point, man, because it wasn't like he took three steps. Like, he walked all the way from his from his seat, from where he was sitting. Like, granted, he was, you know, first row or whatever. Sure. But all the way up the stairs and all the way down that, that ramp or whatever it was, going up to him. Right. At any point, he could have had that self-awareness or that thought that... Maybe I shouldn't do what it is that That's I think right. I'm about to do. Yeah. But no, I just followed all the way through with it. Yeah. And I mean really follow through with it. Yeah. And then do to do right back to his <laughs> just sat back down and hey, the show must go on. It was it was totally it was I mean, it's a moment that I don't think uh like, you know, Chris Rock kinda joked about afterwards. It's gonna go down in yeah in television history as as something we'll never forget. It's bananas. Totally bananas. But you know what, Jim? You you actually brought up an interesting point that I wanted to touch on, and that's the fact that, like, how do you know what bad shit is unless bad shit happens? It's kind of like the yin to the yang, right? Mm -hmm. Like, that's the the argument. I'm going to springboard this off into something else, but that's kind of the argument that people have for, for freedom of speech. You know, you've got this 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 segment of the population that wants to shut down speech and say, you're not allowed to say this, you're not allowed to say that, you're not allowed to say this, you're not allowed to say that. But if you don't hear speech that you disagree with and think, oh, that's not good, then how do you know what is good? If, if everything – it's almost like you need that, that yin to the yang. Do you see what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. the, you need more speech so that you can say to yourself, okay, I've listened to what you're saying. I think it's terrible what you're saying and I disagree with it. But at least now I've heard it and now I know what bad ideas are because you've shared them instead of just – canceling you shutting you down shutting you up and not letting you express those kinds of things or even different ideas so you have a partner you love your partner you're with your partner you live with your partner presumably you don't agree on everything Mm -hmm. but you still love that person even though you don't agree so now i'm not suggesting that you need to love everyone you disagree with but why not just have a base level of acceptance and and to say, okay, we don't agree, but that doesn't mean I need to insult you or say that your opinion or your ideas are stupid. So let's just say we're not even talking about, like you said, bad ideas or or destructive or hurtful ideas. Let's just say differing of opinion. Mm -hmm. This place that we're in now is if we have differences of opinions we hate each other for it. You're, you're right. You're right, man. And, the and, thing, and hate is not an exaggeration either. It's not. And and we take to all sorts of mediums to, to propagate that hate. And I just think, mm. like I said in my example, 
you know, most people have a mother and a father or a sibling or a partner or a child. You don't agree on everything, but do you hate them because of it? Right. You don't. No, of course So not. why is that? Huh. You don't have to, again, treat a, a, a colleague or a, you know, acquaintance in the same manner, but you also don't need to hate them. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why hate is like the default almost, you know? Like it's like that, that's, that's the extreme that people are, are, are going to now. Like there's, and I think you brought up a great point again. There's no civil discourse. There's no, there's no common ground. You know, it's either extreme this way, or extreme that way. And if you don't, if you don't, if you don't agree with everything that I'm saying or thinking or feeling, uh, you know, I hate you. <laughs> it's right. just, it's so, it's even to say these things out loud, man, it's, it's, it's wild, you know, like, I don't know. How, how, how do you ever come to some sort of um agreement on anything if you're if if you if you're kind of the polar opposite of the other person and you can't i don't know you can't find find a way to uh to bridge that gap in any way it's wild but it's a it's also a learning point right like i think it's a way to absorb a difference it's um i don't really know how to articulate that like i mean i experienced it too i have i have places where i don't fully agree with the other but person you don't hate anybody for it i don't, don't hate you know anybody. like even people that I, I that you probably don't even enjoy hearing what they're saying you would never say i you know hate that person i just i, I don't think you got it in you so how do we get past that as a people as an individual how do we start at the individual level i mean you know self-awareness i don't know <laughs> yeah right back to that hey eh? You know what, man? Not not to go way off in 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 a totally different direction. Although that's exactly what I'm doing here. But I did. I w- I wanted to talk to you a little bit about, uh, uh, about the the wrist injury that you healed yourself. And I think that that is something that was <laughs> right. totally fascinating for me. Okay. And you know we've talked about Joe Dispenza before on this podcast and how he was able to rebuild his own spine by thinking about it. Yeah. Which is amazing. Yeah. Now you did something not quite as exceptional, but uh, <laughs> no. But in the same sense. Pretty, pretty amazing, you know? So uh, it, it, take me, take, take me back to the beginning here. Sure. So I think just to, just to go full context on that Joe Dispenza example, he used to be a chiropractor. Right. So he was in a very bad cycling accident and um, he couldn't walk. And he, he, like, he basically shattered his spine to a certain something degree. Something or other. Yeah, like it was bad news. And he he was in a wheelchair and he spent, it took him like a really long time. Sure it did. But um, he he mentally rebuilt his spinal column. Like vertebrae by vertebrae yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and sort of gave the blueprints to his brain how to repair it. Amazing. I think is maybe the best way to put that. Fucking and the amazing. reason he was able to do so is because he knows what all being a chiropractor, he knew what everything looked like and how everything worked. So, mm-hmm. so to someone hearing this, your introduction to it, be like, Oh sure. I'm going to rebuild my spine <laughs> right. by thinking about it. Chances are you're not because you don't know how he did. Yes. And but, so, and, and that, that's an important part. I'm glad right. you brought that up. Yeah. And so he was able to, like I say, bring that blueprint to his brain to say, this is what we need to do. And he said it was like a, obviously a monumental undertaking because I guess he had sort of, um, outlined for himself that he needed to do this in full completion, like in sort of one meditation session, if you will. 
And so I think he said it took months and months before he could do the whole thing front to back, which took him two or three hours God, without man. like, you know, thinking about a grocery list or becoming discouraged and saying this shit oh, isn't going to work. And the consistency and the, like, yeah. I mean, he, yeah, this is, this is completely exceptional. And so that's what led him to do the work that he does now in, in trying to educate people and say, okay, like how can we use our brain to our mind to perform these functions like to heal ourselves from everything just to do everything like not just simply physical healing but to do all sorts of things and we're powerful man we don't know how powerful we are right exactly and so my story about that is that i had gone snowboarding earlier in the month and um i had a couple big spills on the first day and uh it hurt my wrist really bad and was getting pretty nervous and scared about it and um now you you couldn't you said you were going out to dinner you couldn't even move it yeah like I was having trouble gripping a fork or taking yeah. my wallet out and whatnot so it was kind of um, pretty uh, it it was stressing me out pretty good because mm-hmm. it it would put a pretty big crimp in the plans on the trip and kind of make me feel timid to get back out there and even thinking which is not a good thing but even thinking way more in the future and like oh what what's gonna happen when I get home you know yeah, you're not for gonna sure, be able to wash dishes I'm not gonna be able to wipe your go ass. to the gym and yeah mm-hmm. right. <laughs> um, <laughs> So a friend of mine had told me about like this energy healing uh, as part of a program that she did, I think was with Michael Beckwith. Um, he's a reasonably famous kind of spiritual person. And um, what it is essentially in a nutshell is you take good energy from a part of your body and you try and you move it to the bad energy. And so I think those, those parts of your body that work kind of the most uh, maybe intuitive, I guess, are where you have two of something, right? So you got two legs, you got two arms, you got two hands, mm-hmm. things like that. So I've got two wrists. And before bed that night, I didn't know what to do. I, I wasn't educated in it. I didn't take the program like my friend had taken it, but I just thought, well, I'm going to try and move this good feeling energy, whatever it was to my not good feeling wrist and and see what happens and kind of just have faith and have hope and, and how much time did you put into that actually i don't know 10 minutes or 10 15 minutes before minutes bed, before okay. bed yeah. yeah and and when i woke up in the morning i would say it was probably 80 to 85 percent better which seems crazy i know and then maybe believe me i had the thoughts about was now, it really you that bad say to yourself like i was going like you 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 woke up during the night as well to make sure yeah. that you would circulate it yeah. and, and again very yeah. intentional very mindful yeah so i don't remember how many times i was able to wake up in the in the night maybe like three or four okay um but yeah i was i was almost um like nervously astounded when i woke up and it was it's <laughs> a great way of putting and it was 80 percent better and wow. by by midday it was like it had never happened that's amazing man. yeah it's pretty cool honestly you tell me that again and it's just kind of like again but you know, uh, your rational mind is kind of telling you, well, there's this, this isn't possible. There's no right. way you thought yourself better basically, right. but that's exactly what happened. Yeah. And I don't, wow. obviously, you know, these things, I don't think these things, well, I mean, I, I guess it goes against sort of the theory I was going to say. I don't think these things kind of work if you're, you know, like you need to have your appendix removed. Um, right. or something like very <laughs> acute that's happened that needs immediate attention. But this was just, uh, I don't know. It just, I was very, I was very nervous that it, I, I didn't want this to hamper me and mm-hmm. I didn't know what else to do. And so, I mean, I had nothing to lose and listen, man, hindsight, I, I've asked myself, was it as bad as I thought yeah, it was? Yeah, I figured you would, yeah. Yeah, it, I don't know. It was like, it, it was not good. And well, like you said, you couldn't hold a fork at dinner, yeah. man. You know, you're not, you're not making that up. Like that was an actual yeah. injury. 
that you cured. Now people should study you. You know, they should <laughs> they should cat scan your brain well, and should, figure out what's going on in there. <laughs> they should take the knowledge and say, "Hey, I can I can do this." I mean, I've had other instances whereby, um, there was one that was I don't remember exactly when it was, but I was feeling like very unwell, and I I awoke in, in the middle of the night and like I, sick. Yeah, like okay. I thought I was you know going to be like physically ill, and um and I woke up and I kind of had the sweats and and whatnot. And, uh, I honestly, whether this is the actual case or not, I'm going to just tell the story as it was, but I just sort of talked myself out of not feeling that way. Hmm. I just sat up in bed and, and I just, I literally spoke out loud and I said, you're totally fine. You're not really sick. What's happening right now is you felt a little bit of something. We don't know what it is. And now your mind has gone into this conditioned response about feeling this way because you're used to this feeling being one of being ill, but you don't have to be ill. You're not ill. If all you do is just relax and take some deep breaths and calm down, you'll be able to calm everything down with your nervous system. You'll be able to make this feeling go away. Mm -hmm. You won't have to be sick because you're not sick. It's all just something that's happening in your mind. And uh, it took like, I don't know, 10 minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes. And, and I was fine. See, man, I believe that. I yeah. believe that. I mean, hypochondriacs exist. Yeah. You can think yourself sick right. the other way. That's a great why point. Why can't you think yourself better yeah. in this direction? So yeah. that's a beautiful thing, man. Again, you know, we don't know how powerful we are. It's a good reminder that again, you know, like the power of the mind, my God, please don't underestimate it. Yeah. You no, know, Jim is living proof. It's well. And the great thing about it is that, these couple the, these couple instances, and I'm sure there's been more, but it just it encourages me to keep doing it. Like it precisely. I mean, yeah. there's an element of 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 believing before you see, but then it's kind of like just this little bit of it where you have to have that faith and hope, and then something good happens, and then it's almost just like the waterfall. Yeah, and, and now you're like, well, I did it, so I'm just gonna keep doing it because right I can. Man. I saw it work and. I believe in that. I, I think anyone can do it. I believe in it too, man. I believe in you. I believe in you. <laughs> well, I don't know. Should we wrap it up, yeah, man? Okay. Too. Well, you know, before we do so, uh, big congratulations to the men's uh, Canadian soccer team. Oh, yeah, team. I saw I that. Mean, they're going, they're off to the uh, World Cup first time since 1986. Yeah. So, you know, for all the, um, all the uh, Canadian soccer team members that listen to this podcast, I'm sure there's a lot of them. If not all of them. If not all of them. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I know that's pretty exciting though. So Qatar in November this year, yeah. uh, because it's not happening the summer, way too hot in Qatar apparently. So, uh, but the Canadians men's team is going to be there. That's uh, Jim and I, of course, you know, huge, uh, we, 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 most of our, I'd say the majority of our life, we yep. played soccer yeah. and played a lot of soccer together. Yeah, local, so. local soccer stars. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Local celebrities, you can say, <laughs> yeah, but you know, sure, whatever. whatever. Uh -huh. <laughs> Hi mom. <laughs> But pretty cool though, man. Pretty cool. So we'll be tuning in. I uh, can't wait. Big congratulations to them. And a big congratulations to you for, you know, uh, tuning into this podcast today. Mm -hmm. uh, we're proud of you for you that. You did it. Yeah. Well done. Yep. <laughs> Love you, buddy. Love you, man. Love you all. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>